Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're one of the hundreds of thousands of women experiencing hair loss for any number of reasons, or if you're curious and want to check out what alternative hair is all about, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm Deborah. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, educator, and the co-creator of a -a one-of-a-kind, shame-free, stigma-free alternative hair boutique called Very Best Little Hair House, and that's where the magic happens. That's where I help women and men like you find the alternative hair that brings their inner beauty out. We take over where genetics or Mother Nature drop the ball and help you find and wear the alternative hair that makes you feel vibrant. I've made it my business to discover all there is to know about good wigs and toppers, and I love to talk about them. It's not just hair. It's so much more than that. This is about feeling complete, and if alternative hair is the way for you to do that, I got you covered. Yeah, it sucks when you see your scalp shining through your hair, but you know what? There is joy in finding the right alternative hair, trust me. It can be overwhelming at first. I mean, where do you start? Wig? Topper? Oh my God, will somebody know? What if my wig falls off? First of all, take a deep breath, I got you covered. This podcast addresses all things alternative hair. It's not always as easy as just finding a wig and putting it on, so I'm going to give you a tell-it-like-it-is viewpoint from what I see firsthand. I've been through it all. Stress, hair loss, alopecia, chemo. So I started my own journey about 20 years ago, and at that time I had nobody to talk to or get advice from, so I am here for you. And I can tell you this, even on my best natural hair day, I never looked or felt as confident as I do in my alternative hair. And now after five years of helping people in my shop get over that fear and get out there, I am bringing this to you to inspire, empower, and educate you. It's simple. When you look good, you feel even better. And if alternative hair is part of that confidence, who cares if you grew it or if you bought it? Forget your grandma's wig and prepare to look red carpet gorgeous. Time to end this shame and stigma. Life is too short not to love who you are, and I want you to get excited about the possibilities. So grab your headphones, feel the love I am sending your way, and let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. This is Deborah Heim from Very Best Little Hair House, and that is where I do my thing, which is help people find the alternative hair, whether it's a wig or topper that works best from them, and I'm here to help you do the same thing. So this week I have planned to talk to you the basics of fit. How should a wig fit your head? And this week we'll talk about wigs. I can cover toppers and how that should work in another episode. Although some of the things I talk about are kind of hard to talk about on a podcast because when you get into measurements and things like that that are very specific, I'm sure you're doing something and you wouldn't be able to write it down. So when I talk about fit today, I'm going to talk in general terms. So, you know, hopefully that will help. And if you think of any questions or you want to contact me, you can easily find me on the Wise Wig Advice and Support Group on Facebook. That's my group. Feel free to join. It's confidential. 
I have Instagram, Very Best Little Hair House, and the Very Best Little Hair House page on Facebook. So I can like be easily found there. And it's me that answers my messages or what have you. So just know that, you know, if you want to say something confidential or whatever, it's me that reads them. But before I get into the how a wig should fit you, I do want to throw a couple things out there, which are the upside of alternative hair. Now, alternative hair is wig or topper or what have you. In case you're new, I'll go over a little of the basics. You don't need a reason to want to wear a wig or a topper. I get so many women calling my shop for an appointment and it's almost like they want to tell me why they are thinking about this. And you know what? This needs to change. For whatever reason, if you want to see your hair look a certain way, that is what I'm here to help you do. Because my specialty is you will not look like you are wearing a wig or a topper. It is like my mission to get you as natural looking as possible. But anyway, most people think when you think, oh God, I got to wear a wig, it's dread. But really, I have found this out for myself. It's actually kind of convenient. And I've said it before, even on my best natural hair day, always had thin hair, do not look as good or feel as confident as I do in a wig. And that's just how it is. Why? Because number one, Wigs are the best makeup or filter for a photo in the world. That is just a fact. Sometimes I'm 59. Sometimes if my wig looks good, I do very little makeup. And I'll tell you, that's an advantage right there. Two, you can save time just getting ready in the morning. You also save on your own hair processing like chemicals, the time, the wear and tear. I had a customer that has really pretty white hair and she had a full head of it, but she came in for a wig that looks like her hair in one of the new ultralight but dynamic blondes. So, you know, just saving processing on your hair, especially if your hair is thinning, you kind of want to stay away from dyeing it and things like that. That's what the dermatologist will recommend to you too. And just anybody in general, it just kind of makes sense. So for that alone, you're saving your own hair. And the big third reason that I found that it helped me is that when you get okay with wearing alternative hair, it allows you to focus someplace else. Because when you have thinning hair or you're sick and you just think about that, you know, it's not pleasant and you definitely want to feel good about something. And when you look in the mirror, especially when you're driving, that's when I find that it is the coolest. Like you check your rear view mirror and you're like, wow, I look good. And for some people, it's been quite a while until they get that alternative hair that they have that feeling. So that excitement, don't underrate that for sure. Like I always say, who cares if you grew it or you bought it? If it looks good, rock it. Okay, so... I'm going to explain to you how it should feel when your wig fits. And it's kind of a hard thing to put into words, but trust me, when it goes on your head and it feels right, you will know it. And the reason I know it is because I see it in my shop quite a bit. Sometimes even with women that have worn wigs for five, ten years, they come in when they get one that fits their head properly, you just see it in their eyes in the mirror. 
and it should feel extremely comfortable. Like it's never going to be, I don't think, the point where you don't know you have something on your head. I mean, that's just common sense. But I'm telling you, I get my wigs to fit so comfortably that I forget that I have them on. Now, Back in the days when I was going with, you know, whatever wigs I could find, or I want to say the lesser expensive wigs. And if I slip up and use the word cheap, here's my disclaimer. I do not mean your price point. Okay, there are good and bad wigs at every price point. But I do know for myself when I didn't pay as much attention as fit and some of the synthetics when you're on the lower end, again, not how much you paid for it, but lower end quality synthetics, it can feel like an oven and you're like digging at your head all day. It just occurred to me the other day that I haven't had that feeling in quite a long time. So when you get the wig that fits your head, it shouldn't bother you. Now, there are petite wigs, there are large wigs, but when you get into the petite selections and the large selections, let me tell you, the styles are quite limited. So if you are in either of those ranges, I'll kind of give you some tips, but for today, we're going to talk about average wigs. Now, average women, for the most part, when they come into my shop, everybody generally falls between 21.5 to 22.5 inches that in. So I did the math and in millimeters, it's 54.6 to 57.1. Now it's crazy in the US and even though I was a nurse for years, my brain is trained to think in inches. But what I'm going to do for you in the Wise Wig Advice Group, I'm going to Post a chart of how to measure your head, and I will include average wig size values in there. But what I was getting to is averages differ from brand to brand. Now, some of the wigs will be aimed at the smaller side, and some are aimed at the larger size. And even though it is just a slight difference, believe me, when you are able to try them on, even a few millimeters or a half an inch can make the difference between it hugging your head and feeling great versus slipping around a lot. I see people sometimes when their wig doesn't fit, a giveaway to me is they will grab the ear tabs and adjust it. So, you know, the goal is to get your wig to fit your head. You shouldn't need a whole bunch of stuff to hold it on. But with that being said, there are women that fall into the average range that need a little extra help to keep the wig on or in place. I did a video about my favorite, and it is on my YouTube channel. I like a simple piece of wig tape. But anyway, there are extra things, and I will try and hit them in a moment. But let me continue on. So measurements. There are three measurements that I use when deciding between a wig size. Now, the most important of them, though, for me, is the circumference. And that is just like around your head where a hat should fit you. And like I said, I will put the chart in the group if I'm confusing you. The other measurements, which are ear to ear and hairline to the nape, really are important when you're talking about a custom-made wig or if you're getting into complex sizing. But if you're ordering a wig on the internet or you are going to a wig shop where I'm not there, generally the average may or may not work for you. 
that is the beauty of trying them on. Because even when your head falls within a certain measurement range, there are different individualities to everybody's head. And sometimes there is a slope to the back of the head. Sometimes it's wider at the top of the head or wider at the nape of the neck. And that's where I find the differences in where something can fit comfortably or not. Within a couple wigs, like it really takes you trying like three, four, five on for me to be able to tell what's going to fit your head the best. So that may be discouraging if you're ordering online or from a catalog, but I offer that to you so that you can have hope that if you can get to where you can try your wigs on, something will fit you comfortably, hopefully, if they have a good inventory. But anyway, so if you fall outside of those measurements, then you are into petite or ultra petite. And those styles are not real plentiful, but that is why a lot of women on the smaller side of average, which trust me, most women coming into my shop fall on the smaller side of most average range wigs. And you have much more of a style selection if you can find something within the average size range that works for you. There also can be a cost advantage because sometimes because there aren't that many petite made, the cost can get to be a little bit higher. But again, don't use that as a factor alone because fit to me is everything. However, I know that with your looks, you may be attached to looking a certain way and they don't offer that style in petite or in large. That's how you get into the situation where it's best to make the average one work. And when you fall on the large side of average, Getting a larger wig ready-made available by anybody that I carry, it is more of a challenge than finding, making a smaller wig work, if you know what I mean. They're actually a way to take two wigs and sew them together so that somebody who is on the large size There are ways to adjust your wig by putting a little vent or at the bottom of the elastic, enlarging that. And I only do surgery on a wig as a last resort. Oh, also there are ways, and I've taught my client, that if you are on the petite side and you have some wefts in the back that seem to be like bulging, you can take a weft or two out of your wig. And I'm not getting into the specifics of that right now, but you can find several YouTube videos where people will show you how to do that. So sometimes if you have that bunchiness in the back of your wig, and here I am gesturing on my own head because I'm trying to show you and that's not going to work, but I think you know what I mean. You can remove a weft or two. But like I said, you want to do surgery as a last resort. A couple things that women will do that tell me that they help keep their wig on. Number one thing is bobby pins to the side at the bottom. You can purchase the sew-in clips that you find on toppers and put those on your wig. They make wig grips, both with a lace front and without 
and there are lace grip caps, which there is a video of a demonstration of one. Well, actually two of them because there are two different brands. There is the Milano brand and the Beltress brand. And both of them are very high quality. I recommend them both. I do find that the Milano brand runs a little smaller. So if you're really small, look for the Milano and they come in different colors. The same thing as wig grip bands. They come in different colors, but honestly, if you're using it correctly, you shouldn't be able to tell. But it gets down to that extra confidence thing. So whatever color of your cap or grip makes you confident, that's the one you want to go with. And having confidence in your alternative hair is something that comes with time. Rest assured, I'm going on 20 years now, and I still, before I leave the house, ask somebody, you know, does this look like a wig? Not to discourage you, but to tell you that even I'm a little concerned about that. But the more you learn, the better you will get at it. Trust me. A year from now, the wigs you look at will make the ones you're wearing now. You'll be like, wow, what was I thinking, hopefully, because I want you to get excited about alternative hair, just as excited as I am. And on the educational front, I do have a book on Amazon. You can simply Amazon search for too much hair or my name, Deborah Heim. It will come up right now. It is on Kindle Unlimited, which means that you can actually read it for free. But stay tuned if you want to learn more. I am putting together a basics of wigs masterclass, and I'm also going to call that tentatively the too much hair masterclass. And I don't know if you've looked at my book or if I've talked about it before and you've heard it. I wrote it. It is called Too Much Hair, a wig shop owner and wig wearer's guide to alternative hair. Now, it has a long title, but the very reason I wrote the book is because I have been there myself and had nobody to ask questions of. So it's kind of my thoughts on the whole as you're losing your hair and you're frightened, you don't know top or wig, the kind of mind thing that goes along with it. So those are available for you as well. Don't forget my wig group and stop by and say hi. So until next week, take care. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are.